Welcome to HeartSpeak Podcast, episode 135, The Emerging Feminine Power. Welcome to the HeartSpeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there, wherever you are in the world. I hope you're doing well. Here in New Mexico, we have gone from a full summer to a winter almost in one day. You see, I've got warm clothes on. I put the heating back on. We've been having hail and thunder, which seems very appropriate for the subject matter of today. Because you may have noticed we had a full moon very recently, and this was a scorpionic full moon. And for many people, the energy was very powerful, very profound, but not necessarily comfortable. Because at the same time, Pluto, the ruler of Scorpio, has just gone retrograde and will stay there until October the 6th. And when you have such big planets moving and turning, such as Pluto, on top of a full moon, which is often bringing up old emotions, we can feel the disturbance in our psyche, in our sleep. Maybe some of you have been having disturbed sleep. Lots of dreams like I have. They profound dreams, although I can't always remember the full details. And at the same time, some of you may be going through relationship shifts or job shifts or house shifts. And you thought, hang on a minute, 2020 is over. Things should be getting quieter. But I'm noticing this disturbance in people now. It's almost as if we went from the freezing zone where we, we were just waiting for the next thing to happen. And then we thought, well, maybe everything's going to go back to normal. And now there's a disturbance. There's, hang on a minute, things aren't going back to normal. But it's not necessarily outside us. It's, you can't necessarily put a finger on what it is. But a lot of movement is happening. And Pluto, being the goddess of the underworld, not a god as I was often seen in the Roman and Greek times, but a goddess. Pluto means Plutonius, means our gems, our wisdom. It is always the feminine that's been in the underworld. And it is she that is causing us to literally look at ourselves, go inside, as we've all been doing anyway. But she's really not just making us go inside, she's bringing to the surface those things that maybe we'd all been thinking, okay, I can deal with that. I can just put that in a closet. That's, that's not going to bother me. But here it comes. And she's saying, this is a time to release these ties once and for all. And you might be saying, no way. <laughs> but... I wonder if you're feeling that. Maybe you're noticing family members up around you and you're realizing that the ties you have with them, the connections you have, have to change. Or maybe it's at work. You've been putting up with things or you've been trying to make do or see things in a light and keep saying, well, I like these people. I love these people. These people are good for me. In other words, you've been telling yourself these stories, but inside your beingness, your, your bones and your belly are saying, this isn't working. This is not working for me. 
And it may just be in the immediate, or maybe old things are coming to you from the past. You might even be having past life experiences. But remember, I've said that this is a time for letting go of both the past and the future, living in the now. But that as time is dissolving, the concept of a linear time, remember that's disappearing, but we're moving into a circular time. We're in the center and everything around us, all our petals, all our what we could call past lives, parallel lives, subpersonalities. But if we have got lost in one of those petals and don't know or can't come back to our center, then it's time to cut that cord. So in other words, where is a part of us being held in a particular pattern, a particular habit, being held by old rules, old beliefs, old, um, old structures? And I particularly wanted to say that because when I looked at Pluto in Capricorn this time, I saw it slightly different as perhaps I've seen it before. Now, for those who are new, Pluto has been in Capricorn now since 2008. Capricorn is about institutions, structures, rules, responsibilities, duties. But on its highest level is also integrity. So what Pluto, Pluto who is the great transformer is doing, she is digging deep into these institutions and throwing to the surface those things which are not in integrity and bringing transformation. Well, that's the theory <laughs> because what we saw in 2008 was the breakdown of the financial markets, the housing markets, the crash that happened in 2008 caused by Pluto, I'm going to say. And we should have then seen the end of credit card debts or allowing people to get into these credit card debts or mortgages that were given far too cheap and then people became indebted to whoever had bought, uh, given them the money. But instead of then all of that and a kind of a balancing of that system, we just kind of patched it all up, threw money at it, and off we went again. So we, we're really in a state again where we're borrowing money or making money, I should say, at a rate of knots. And nobody's saying, well, where's that coming from? And like any great credit card debt or any debt, one day we have to pay for it. And that can be a karmic debt. So where are we taking something that we can't pay for? Or in karma, where are we taking something that doesn't belong to us? All right. So what should have happened as Pluto went through Capricorn, and we've seen some of this, Pluto has unearthed unethical, destructive, unhealthy ways of being within the institutions, whether that's the financial markets, the housing markets, the lawyers, the politicians, the doctors recently, every system, the school system, everything is showing up. Wow, do we actually see that this is our way, future, uh, way forward? And truly, Pluto is about what needs to be released, what needs to die, what needs to be allowed to break apart, break down in order to create something that is more in integrity to the people or the consciousness of the land. And she's trying. She's trying to do this. And 
of course, what's coming up is our own insecurity. So we kind of say, please don't do that. I'll, I'll do anything. Just keep everything as it is. But she's not going to give up, thank goodness. And you may have had times in your life where a sort of Plutonian experience has happened. Sometimes we call it a dark night of the soul. And I'm wanting you to understand, I hope I'm putting this across, this is a very strong, powerful female energy. We see this around the world in the many volcanoes that are taking, are exploding at this moment, maybe earthquakes. The sun is starting to become more active. So this sort of fiery energy is not in any way that the planet is unhappy with us because that's our human belief that we must have done something wrong. She's saying is time for change. And her Gaia is changing herself. And she's also saying, if you want to be with me, you better be ready for this change. And so when something like that happens, it's a deep inner cleansing, we call it, don't we? We call it a, a deep transformation. And whether you want to believe this or not, at some level, our soul has called that in. So I'm sure all of us have had experiences of deaths, divorces, illness, crises that have happened sometimes out of the blue, but often we were given warning and we didn't really listen and it, and it happened. And then we say, where did that come from? Well, our own inner Pluto, our own inner feminine said, time to bring about change. And if you're not going to do it, the way I'm suggesting in a more gentle way, I'll give you a little volcanic energy to make things happen a bit faster. So bringing us now to this time, Pluto is in Capricorn. And as I said, we've seen lots of changes happening in all those organizations, and I would have loved to see many more. I'm certainly along the lines of people trafficking, sexual trafficking. There's so much in the earth, so no, I shouldn't say in the earth, in the deep, dark psyche of humanity that needs to be exposed now. Because Pluto is saying no more secrets, no more feeling safe because nobody knows it's happening. This is just, it's, it's just not acceptable anymore. So whether that's my secrets or your secrets or a government's secrets or whatever, a community's secrets, a culture's secrets, Everything needs to come to the surface because wherever we've got secrets, we not only have shame, but we also have superiority. It's, it's kind of an arrogance. Nobody sees me. I can do this. And so what's happening is Pluto is saying, let's bring it to the surface. Because when we do that, we find the sort of equality we're wanting. It's not black and white, if I may say. It's not, it's not pink and blue either. It's everything needs to come to the surface. And some of it can't be reasoned out. That's what I'm saying. It's not so simple as saying, that's right, that's wrong. But it, only when we can see from all sides of that story can we actually bring about transformation. So awareness, insights are what allows us to make conscious choices. So what I'm saying here is that when I look at Pluto in Capricorn, it's not only an idea because often we see Capricorn as a much more paternal energy or patriarchal energy. 
I think Pluto in Capricorn is also bringing to the surface matriarchal energy or feminine energy that sometimes we as women, and I know I have a lot of men listening as well, but we as women don't always want to own. And I hear women saying, oh, we're not powerful. We want to empower ourselves. And I'm all for that. But women have actually learned ways to empower themselves, but much more secretively and subtly and sometimes stickily <laughs> and manipulatively. And I want us as women and, and certainly those men listening, please, to encourage the women around you and also to own your own feminine secretiveness is that it's time for women to bring things to the surface, women to stop playing games, power games. Because there's nothing more destructive, I have to say, than when women play power games. As a woman, I don't naturally want to, you know, fight with someone with my fists, which is a, an out-in-the-open sort of way of expressing my, my desires, my conflict, my aggression. But women do it, wow, in a very subtle way. And I think this Pluto Capricorn has huge issues or is showing us where the feminine energy at the very steepest level of my feminine offering you security, love, uh, creativity, transformation. So those Plutonian gifts I have as a woman but how I may only give them to you if you live by my rules, Capricorn. Does this make sense? So I'm saying what are the family rules set by the women in your family that have ruled your ancestors and are maybe still ruling you? What is it you, we, or you may believe about being a woman? And who told you that? Was it men or was it your mother? What did your mother say about being a woman and how to be a good wife or how to be a good mother or how to be a good daughter? And what did you learn by watching the women around you? And that includes you men who are listening. What, did you, what do you know about women by watching them? Maybe your wife or your mother or your daughters? because women are powerful and they're more powerful in many ways because they've pulled strings or held the strings so long and so tight. And I think that I realized that quite recently uh, when I was looking at family of just how the women could control the family in both a loving and giving way, but also in a very powerful way where it almost was that you knew you could not be more powerful than this maternal figure, or you had to keep paying allegiance to that for your own existence. It's almost like the umbilical cord wasn't cut. And that as, as long as that umbilical cord was there, you were believing well, I was believing that I only existed as long as, let's say, my mother was happy. This isn't actually about my mother. But I'm trying to give an example of how tightly 
I feel that maternal or that ancestral feminine has been holding individuals in her power. Now, that may or may not be anything relevant to your own family. It might be, as I say, the teachings that you received about being a woman or about women. But it may also be a reason why you may allow certain habits to continue because they're so deeply embedded in us to say we have to honor and respect someone or we have to uh, pay duty to them or we have to look after them that it's so in, inside us because it's literally the first thing we learn is first of all of course don't kill your mother otherwise you'll die as well I'm, I'm making a joke but that's the first thing behave while you're in the womb and then afterwards there's often a sense of I need to find out what I need to do to please my mother or make her happy because my whole survival is based on her survival, her happiness. And so obviously if you had a critical mother or you had a mother who was emotional or, or passive aggressive, you may well still be living under that rule. I'm making sense here. And it may be you doing this. You may be the mother figure. You may be the person who's doing this. What is it that you or I am creating emotionally, psychically around us that may be limiting someone else's ability to grow and leave home, I could say? Because of what I understand from my women's studies is that the role of the mother, the physical mother, is to be the intermediary between the spiritual mother and the earthly mother. And that the role of breastfeeding, or at least holding the baby on the breast, is to be able to, to be able to both give comfort, nurturing, but also confidence. And so the mother's job is to wean the baby from the breast, not only physically nurturing food-wise, but also to wean the child from her security onto the security of Mother Earth and say, this is where you will now receive your food. This is where you'll now receive your energy. I have confidence in you going out into the world. And that really happens around the age of five. And so many ancient cultures saw age of five being significant for literally the child then having their feet firmly on the ground, knowing that they were confident enough but still could come back to the home if they needed. Of course, they're not going to leave home, but they could start school and, and know that the, they could come back at the end of the day. So that ability for our, any mother figure, including the great, you know, the, the Mother Earth, to allow her children to grow in their own unique way without pulling them back into the earth and saying, no, you're mine, is really a very deep mythological energy inside us. Hope this is making sense. So what the image I had, and you remember a few weeks ago, I talked about how we went from Pisces to Aries to Taurus, you know, it, those first signs of the Zodiac. Well, what I saw so clearly was when we had this Scorpio full moon, which is very possessive and could have held us back, it was like as if we were that new shoot trying to push our way up through the surface of the earth and go towards the sun. But that the roots, which I love, as you know, very important that we root ourselves. But sometimes 
the earth is so possessive and sticky that it literally holds us down and we are unable, we're suffocating in that energy and not able to push through the surface of the earth and allow ourselves to shine. So my message today is so much about cutting ties that bind, writing letters you never send to someone and say, I love you, but it's time for me to be myself. Looking at the role you're playing, whether it's the role of the daughter or the son or the mother or the father, what role are you playing that has been instilled in you that says only by being this role will you actually belong to this tribe? but that sense of identity is now strangulating you. Maybe you just want to say, I'm doing the best I can as a mother or father. Hey, if you have a problem, let me know. But I'm not actually the cause of your problem because I see so many parents being suffocated by the demands of their children. You should have done better. You should have been there. You, you didn't. And it's, this is when we feel inadequate, when we don't have that self-confidence I'm talking about, we take it on as our problem. And then we, we suffocate with that emotional and energy. So where are we hanging on to old patterns? And where are we feeling responsible for something that may have happened you know, years ago, but still saying, I feel so guilty because of that. I wish I had done it differently. I wish you'd been a better daughter, son, whatever. And what does that mean? Guilt is, I think, for me, it's a feeble excuse at saying, I wish I had loved more. I wish I could have been loved more. And I feel that as long as I feel guilty, it means, oh, I do love you. It's like they know you love them. Now move on. Or maybe they would never acknowledge your love. Or maybe you were never going to get the love you wanted. So what is it that's holding us to old patterns, old ways, or I should say old memories and stories, and saying where we, we need to be able to say, this is me, I did the best I could, I, you know, I showed you my love, I accept the love you could show me, whatever, let's, let's move on. Because you can understand, if, if I know all of you understand this, we are not just the daughter of my mother and the daughter of my daughter of my father, etc. We're souls, and the people that you've met on this planet are just souls, soul family, maybe, maybe not, maybe just souls that chose to engage with you in this life. This sense of ownership only comes from a very limited place within our humanness, as a soul. We don't get caught up in that emotional soup. So I'm hoping that this will help you to set yourself free and say, write those letters, cut the cords, and take ownership of the fact that I'm actually like who I am. And I'm glad we met or I'm glad we got together. And I will always do the best I can in the moment. But that's all. Because that sticky energy needs to change. And sometimes we have to call on that deeper energy that I'm talking about, that fire energy, 
to literally melt the stickiness or to burn away the old ties. And that you can do. Remember the way in which you can develop roots into Mother Earth through your feet, soles of your feet. Go as deep as you can. Go to the end of one of the longest roots, the root chakra, and then draw the sun up or the fire up through your legs, through your roots, through your legs, up through your body, and say, burn away any ties that are no longer in harmony with my soul. And again, it's not about getting rid of your parents or your children. It's just say, these are unhealthy ties. This does not allow me to have a healthy soul relationship with you. And that's what I want. So if you're interested in doing more of this, I'm running a couple of free seminars, online seminars for women as a pre-launch to my course, my online course, Women's Mysteries for the Modern Woman. And they are on, I'm going to say, May 13th and 14th. And there are two different dates, so you can choose depending on the time and your availability. You can come to both of them, they're live. And you can sign up either from Facebook, you'll see that I have my advert there, or through my own calendar on christinepage.com. But I'd love for you to come and I'll share some of this wisdom about the women's energy particularly. Not again excluding any men who would like to join me, but it's about how we balance energy and how we do it safely. Because I'm so aware, and I may be telling a secret that you haven't yet acknowledged, but actually women don't always get on with each other. We're always seen as being very nurturing and loving and intuitive, which we are. And I love it when I'm around women, when we have that sense of unity. But on a personal level, sometimes we don't like other women. And I see that happen, women competing with each other, women criticizing each other, women talking about each other behind their backs. And this is all so unhealthy. And where did this come from? I believe it came from the time 3,500 years ago when we went from living in communities together to being in a hierarchical system where we had to compete for survival and survival of our children. But it has to stop. And over and over I'm saying, where is another woman cheating on you? It's not your husband or your, someone else who cheats on you. We cheat on another woman. Where are we not treating each other with respect? And until we start as women to treat each other with greater respect and honesty, we will not have peace on this planet. Because that's the statement of the Native Americans. A thousand years of peace will come when women heal their hearts. That's not about just me healing my inner heart. It's also healing the heart of my sister. It's also recognizing that her pain is my pain. We're in it together. And as I say, sister, it's not only my physical sister, but each of you as women are my sisters. When I cheat on you, when I compete with you, then we have no healing hearts. And we have May the 1st coming out, Beltane. And Beltane is, is a Gaelic celebration. I hope I've pronounced it in a, in a way that you can understand. But coming up on May the 1st. And if you want to know more about that, do go to the group, Facebook group of the Hill of Ushnek, Ishnek, which is, again, a beautiful group 
who light fires on this particular day. And what I learned from them so beautifully, this celebration itself on May the 1st is usually that you put your fires out and then you light a new fire of the sacred trees. And then everybody takes some fire from there and puts it back into their hearth and we, we have new birth or new heat, new power. And it was said that the cattle would be driven through the flames or at least you'd have two lines of flames and the, the cattle would be driven between them. So that the understanding was that the cattle as they were going out to the fields or the other animals would produce a lot of abundance and this would bring fruitfulness to everybody concerned. But the other thing that I learned where the beautiful people, especially Marty at the Hill of Ushnek, I learned about the meaning of the fire wasn't just a physical fire. It was, he said, when we light the fire, and I hope all of you will think of lighting a fire on May the 1st, when we light that fire, we are inviting the fire of Mother Earth to rise up, to feed us with her creativity, to cleanse us of those things that no longer work for us. To, to burn away those old ties and binds that no longer serve us. And that the earth herself has that power to empower us. So just as well, on that May the 1st, I don't suggest you stand over a fire, but you might think of lighting a candle or using a smudge stick and saying, I burn away every part of me that is not healthy or toxic or dying, in other words, parts of our psyche that need to be released. And I bring the light in to regenerate every cell of my body, to bring the light back into my body. So whatever's been happening to you physically, emotionally, let the light shine out of every cell and say, there is nothing on this planet that I cannot embody, embrace, and learn from and then release. This is the time, the time of the emerging feminine power. Burn away the old, bring in the new, but in a way that we have never seen it before because we are living in a most exciting time. Many blessings to you all now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the HeartSpeak Podcast with Dr. Christine Page. Please check out all HeartSpeak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. HeartSpeak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and now playing on iHeartRadio. You can also watch the archive podcasts on YouTube. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, including her newest Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. Do share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of Heart Speak.